Hey, Rescue Radio indeed. Welcome. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this awesome opportunity to live this day on this planet. Lord God, that you are God, that you are good, that you are in control, that you have established your word in the earth. Your spirit is in us, Lord God. Uh, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life for us, taking up the cross, paying the death penalty for us that we might be free and not only free, from our sin and from the judgments of darkness, but also from uh, opportunities to live and rule and reign with you forever in heaven. You've given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us, and this is the truth. And so I thank you, Lord God, that you give us the courage by the power of your Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us to walk in that truth, Lord God, and not to turn to the right or to the left. Lord God, I thank you that we take a power and authority over all of these powers of darkness that would try to hinder, resist, destroy the people listening, the people's, their families, this earth. Father God, that you are victorious. You are the victorious one. And even as we're living in these crazy days, Lord God, you are a God who makes sense and makes a way in the impossible, even even paths in the oceans and in the wilderness. So, Lord, I thank you that you give us the promise again, as you've kept it before, that no, 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 none, no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no pestilence will come nigh our dwelling. Father God, as Psalm 91 promises, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you give us peace and health and safety in in our traveling, our vehicles, our finances, and in most of all, our relationships with ourselves, with you and with each other, that you teach us, Lord, how to walk in love and that we will walk in the counsel of your example. So, Father, guide our conversation now as we talk today about love. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, <laughs> what month is this? This is February. And February is Valentine's. We think of love. It's the love month. I guess it's a good thing because it's a very bleak month otherwise. So love is good. And love to, is in the air. Is that right? Yeah. Love Not is everywhere. Really. <laughs> Yay. But well, listen, I was just thinking... We don't know much of anything about love. Yeah, well... Not even Christians know much about love. Well, that's... How's that for an opening statement? Well, the truth is that is probably correct in some ways. But, you know, God is love. And so the the more we know God and of God... The more we know love. We know love, then, right. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, interesting. I started reading in John uh, 13 today to find that awesome passage where Jesus gives us a new commandment, you know... Yeah, John thirteen thirty five. He says, yeah. "By this, he says, a new commandment I give you. I give you that you love one another as I have loved you, and uh, yeah, I have loved you, and that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another." But you know, it's interesting. I noticed I never noticed this before, and how long have I read the Bible? That this is given in chapter thirteen, and just verses, literally, is in the same room at the same discussion, same time. Jesus is giving Judas permission, permission, I don't know if that's the right word, to do what he has to do to go. And, um, and, and, And Judas is just cut out of the group. He's just left. And now Jesus begins this incredible and very intense, um, 
passages in chapters 14, 15, and 16 mm-hmm. about, you know, all the things that we, that are so critical to know, and Judas didn't get to hear any of it. Well, it's interesting. You know, one of the greatest, you know, I, I would say uh, kind of predictions or statements of the supreme act of love, which is Jesus giving his life for us on the cross, mm-hmm. at what we call the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. he was. there were people arguing about who is going to be the greatest. Yeah, missing uh, the There point. was someone, Peter was about to deny him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judas, Judas was, was about, about to, to betray, betray him. him. Yeah. And Jesus knew all this, and, and then he talks about the mark of a believer in him yeah. is, is love. <laughs> well, it's, you know... It's really what's happening here is the the critical these discussions you know almost as essential as uh, the the Sermon on the Mount because they really set the tone for um, what's to come. You know the Old Testament. This right here is a transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, yes. from law to love, and Jesus is basically rewriting or upgrading. The, the commandments, you know, don't kill one another, you know, don't lie, don't steal, don't take your neighbor's wife. He, you know, he, he, the, the commandments never said you had to love anybody. They just, just basically said don't kill them. Well, let me, and, and so, let so me this, just point out something to you here. In, in what God is looking for all along mm-hmm. is love. Mm-hmm. He's not just saying don't kill each other. He's saying that, yes. But here's what he says in Leviticus 19.18. He said, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Well, yeah, he kind of gave it right there, didn't he, in, mm-hmm. in the beginning? But at, but it had kind of uh, reduced down into a bunch of rules and regulations and religious rituals that it that is, is so easy mm-hmm. for people to get locked into that kind of a harness. And then they think they've fulfilled everything they need to, to right. do. If you if you really love according to the love of God, <clears throat> excuse me, if you really love according to the love of God, you don't need all these rules. Correct, because it just comes right out of your heart right. and out of the fact that we are abiding in the vine and the mm-hmm. vine is Jesus Christ and Jesus is love. He's from the Father. He loves the Father. The Father loves him. So when you're abiding as a branch in the vine, you're going to be what the vine is. And that love is an, is an imbi- abiding um part of who you are but um you notice that the love the the law i'm sorry in the old testament could never legislate love it could never force the people to you love you can't do that no you can pass all kinds of rules to make tons and tons of bureaucratic rules and you still can't get people to get along you can't make them love one hey, another the more laws you have Laws come because of transgression. Right. And mm-hmm. the more laws you have, the more transgression you have. And and vice versa. The more transgressions you have, the more laws you have to make right, right. to it's, keep so everybody in their it's place. It's both sides. It's yeah. both ways. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. But the law could not bring forth the fruit of love that God is looking for in us. Um, you cannot legislate love. You, you cannot pass laws or write laws to force someone to love you. You can't grab someone around the neck. You can't grab your the one you, you want to, you know, marry or whoever, and grab them around the neck you and say, love me or you're going to have to love me. I mean, right. th- that's called slavery. That's called uh, bondage. That's called, um, you know, coercion. So the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that can only be done if we are if we know that we are loved by God. And God's love is a constant. It does not change uh, depending on how well you're behaving today. God's love never changes and it never fails. That doesn't mean that God's blessing and God's endorsement of your life 
won't have to go through uh, the same thing a parent would go through if they have to learn to train up their child and they can't bless them for every behavior yeah. that they exhibit. Um, but, uh, but, 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 but in Galatians, he also says that all the, all the law, all the commandments, everything is wrapped up now and are all fulfilled in this, that you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, isn't that a crazy, um, uh, the, the rarity of real love? We have, Satan has redefined love to be uh, all kinds of things. Um, uh, it's almost like, you know, a payback. I'll, I'll love you if you love me. I'll be nice to you if you be nice to me. It's not given out of the true definition of love. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like a feeling. Mm-hmm. All right, a feeling, right? A, a, a sort of a euphoria. Oh yeah, really. De- we define everything in our world according to our souls, our flesh, mm-hmm. which is feelings and emotions or thoughts. We reason and rationalize everything out. We practice religion. Uh, we take responsibility, and all of these things are out of the flesh. They're out of the soul software system. They're out of the body of death. They're operating under the the body of death software. And to the Bible says in Galatians, walk in the spirit. And you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so when the lust gets in there, the lust of the flesh, the demonic lust, anything that pulls away, draws away, tries to eat, destroy, and consume and divide our our love or our good intentions, it is already then destroyed and contaminated. We have to walk in the Spirit of God, abiding in His Spirit, the Spirit of love. Let's go back a little bit to knowing that we're loved by God. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, we've got all these statements in the scriptures about God's love for us, right? Mm-hmm. He loves his people. He's chosen us, you know, as his people. We didn't choose him. He chose us, and mm-hmm. we just said yes to his choosing. However, the revelation that we are loved by God, you know, we, we've got the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world. He made that statement, that mm-hmm. powerful dramatic, uh, eternal statement of love mm-hmm. by coming to this earth, by becoming a man, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The eternal son of God came in human form, yes. died on the cross because of love for us. Now that's to a, rescue us, to, to save rescue us. us. Mm-hmm. That is a great statement. Okay. That is, it's like a fact that it's in a lot of people's mind. Yeah, I know God loves me, but do but, we know but, God mm-hmm. loves us? Yeah, what, exactly. What is, because a lot of people, you know, including well, if many we, believers, yeah. do not know, mm-hmm. do not really know I'm loved. I'm still, because of our experiences, because people have hurt us or we've got a bad idea about ourselves, we think we're just dirt and... and we th- we're really conditioned by the... The the um this the parameters the principles of this world of our experience well yes and yeah, the, the and runner the one who runs this world is uh, and the snake pit is the devil but going off what you just said in First John chapter um, four he says in verse nine in this the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him this is bottom line this is kind of like everything in a nutshell God is love God sent His Son. Um, to his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world that we might live through him. So in him, as we're grafted in him, he's the vine, we're the branch. Grafted in him, we live and move and have our being. And out of that comes the the, the, the flow of love and truth. And so he says, um, verse 14, And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as as Savior of the world. And then he says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God... God abides in him and he in God. 
verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. We know and believe it. How do we know and believe it? We cannot know and believe and pick up this revelation, this awesome, incredible revelation of peace and acceptance and goodness and, and being loved and being wanted and being you know, brought forth by God. We cannot pick this up, this truth, unless we are, uh, God is abiding in us and we're abiding in him. Um, we believe. We know it. We don't know it by hoping it or thinking it or trying to believe it. We know it because we know it in our spirit. We believe the love that God has for us because God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. This is basically all that's being said. God is love. God, um, it's just the way it is. But, But you're right. People are so, I mean, everything, everything, every test, every challenge, every bad thing, every hard thing, every hardship, every situation, every temptation that we go through is to test one thing. The, the, the confident, our confidence in the love that God has for us. Why, if God is so good, why does he let this happen? If God were with me, why did this, if God loved me, then why, why, why? God must not love me. God must be mad at me because I did this, this, and this. You know, it's always Satan always sets up this kind of a scenario in our soul, in our flesh to pull us away from what we know. So you can either go with your feelings and your thoughts and, 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 and slip around and slap around and fall down, or you can stand in what God said. And if you know that God does not lie, and if God, by the way, if God does lie, then we're all in trouble and this is over. Let me ask you a question. What, what does it take usually for someone to have that, to know that you know that you know you're loved by God? One thing, the revelation from take, Jesus it, Christ it, of his truth. It's a revelation Because from him. you can have it from the scriptures, First John chapter 5, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, all these times God all, has talked to us about it's, it, yeah. It's, it's really, it's all about love, love, love. And, but to realize, knowing deeply, yeah, like you said, it takes a, 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 it takes a revelation. You can't just have the fact, yeah, I know it, yes, I know it, I know God loves me. Well, we're I built. It, I know it, but I don't have that. Um, all through my being, that revelation well, it, it, that he we're, loves me. We are built by God, and God is love. God built us to love love and love him and know him and, and be what he is and how he is and who he is. But the thing is, so, but it says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. Now, God, in that day of judgment, we will you know, give account for what we did, who we, how we responded to the love of God. Um, and we want to have boldness and assurance, but it says in verse 18, there is no fear in love. So the more, and, and, and to the measure that we are afraid, that we are anxious, that we are being pulled back into our own no's and what ifs, anxiety and, and, and fear. And, uh, those every fear the, to the amount that you have fear in your being, in your thoughts, in your life, you, you're you're still not perfected in love, and almost everything in our environment, in our world, creates today is anxiety, fear, generates mm-hmm. fear. It, it's purposeful. It's about fear, fear, fear. It's fear, systematic. Fear. fear on every side. It's strategic. It's purposeful. The Satan wants to over and fl- with a su- flood us with a tsunami of fear, yes. helplessness, uh, lack of Hope, control, hopelessness, mm-hmm, despair. Uh, and he locks us up in so many miserable ways. Depression. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we're just kind of like buried in fear, buried in uh, drug addictions, buried in uh, health issues, buried in financial problems. And we just 
from that, we are beginning to surmise or think or conclude that God is not there, that God doesn't care, God does not love us. So the love of God for us is being challenged on a daily basis. That's a matter of fact, all the devil really is challenging is the relationship between us and God and get us to believe that God doesn't love us. Well, okay. He can't get God to stop loving us, so all he can do to break the relationship is get us to believe that God isn't uh, loving us or that he doesn't love us or he's mad at us, to break it from our end. So God is love. God is more than love. He's omnipotent. He's creator. He's sustainer of everything. I mean, he is love, but that's his characteristic. So he, it was all kind of nebulous, okay, Well, in the old covenant. So he says, okay, yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to show this in a, in a tangible way by sending my son as a mm-hmm, human being. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. this revelation of the love of God, talk about a little bit about how that is communicated from from his people to one another, right? Mm-hmm. To to one another and to those who are outside of Christ right now. So so in other words, yeah, I get we you. are to be the means of communicating that love. Yeah. And love is the method. Love is the method. How do I know God mm-hmm. loves me? The message. It's because you love me. You're my friend. You show me love. You well, before we can lo- we can communicate that message for, with any kind of we accuracy. We have to know it ourselves. We have to know it ourselves. Yeah. And it says in verse 18 again in 1 John 4:18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. God loved us before we were loving him or knew about him. So his love for us does not was not initiated and does not continue because of uh, our loving him back. But I want to tell you, he said that they shall know that they, you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. This is the end days sign of love and the power of love, the love we have for one another, because the end days is going to be filled with terror and torment and the fearful signs and, and things that are coming upon the earth. So Jesus is going to is saying they will know who you are by the peace you have, by the confidence you have, by the knowing that you are loved, by the knowing that you are okay in the midst of a terrifying um, set of circumstances. One of the things we have to remember, too, is that love is confrontational. L- love just does not accept everything as okay. So when Jesus came to minister... Here in the earth. Well, that's he because spoke. love is based in the he, truth. He spoke, yeah. He's he's speaking the truth in love that they may grow up. <laughs> can't handle the truth in the way well, you know, words of Jack Nicholson. But 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 love also knows what time it is. <laughs> right. What time is, is it? Time to speak? Is it time to be quiet? And I think we should go to First Corinthians for a minute, chapter thirteen. It's awesome. Um, the first four verses of of that chapter. He's talking about love. Um, the gift of, of love and grace. But though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not love, I have become as a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. I can, I can do marvelous, spiritually awesome things, speaking with tongues of men and of angels. Um, it, it's nothing. It's, it's a noisy symbol if it's, or a clanging symbol if I do not have love. So love has to be the ingredient in all of our behaviors, actions, and intentions. Verse 2 and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but if I have not love, I am nothing. So I can be a great prophet, but if I'm speaking this in, in uh, uh, ways that don't promote love, they, they promote fear, they promote uh, bitterness, Car- rendictiveness. Yeah, 
then it's not authentic. It's, it's not helpful. It says, again, speaking the truth in love that they may grow up. We have to have both of them. And verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profits me nothing. Well, indeed, some people, as Jesus, gave himself, gave his body to be destroyed that we might love. So there are times when this is true, a true mark and, uh, and demonstration of love, but there are other times when people are doing this, uh, showing good deeds and giving alms and things uh, to feed the poor, not because of love, um, but because they will be acknowledged or they will be credited with something. Tax credits. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. But so, you, so here's what love is, starting with verse 4. Love suffers. Love suffers. In our Valentine definition of love, uh, yeah, I suppose we would call ourselves suffering if we're jilted or rejected or we didn't get the box of chocolates we really wanted. But that's not what we're talking about here. It's uh, love is not just an action. Love is not an expectation of another person's behavior uh, rendered upon you. Love is is uh, you. It's coming from you. It's how you respond to them, whether they're loving or being unloving. Um, love acts with justice but love is more than a feeling because love um has to act sometimes against its feeling for example you might feel like you just want to pound them or something or rail on them or yell at them or or you know defend yourself but love um acts in in true justice and kindness it creates relationships love creates relationships and relationships create love god's love for us was created through his relationship with us. We have to remember, too, that that if we love, it's not, not, not necessarily going to be reciprocated. Exactly. So, so Jesus, who who loved more than anybody else? Who is Who love? was rejected more than anybody he else. He was rejected <laughs> and attacked more than anybody else. Yeah. And Paul said... Misunderstood. The Apostle Paul said at one point, the more I love, the less I be loved. Well, the more he, he told the truth, the more the he more was he in trouble truth, because... Yeah, that's it. Truth will get you in trouble. Speaking, speaking the, the truth, truth in, in love, love will get you in trouble. But speaking the, the truth is, in love can also cause people to grow up. Exactly. So you take the risk. Love takes the risks, I believe. Love is not a feeling, um, though love is sensitive to the feelings of other people. Love, to, to really, the word love, to love is to know. K-N-O-W. To know someone, to know their heart, to know their, to be sensitive, to care about their their feelings, to care about their, their perceptions, to care about their situation to um, lay down your life, to make yourself uncomfortable, actually, maybe in some situations, to encourage them, to love them, to help them along the way. Because, you know, some people, they're so, they're, their lives are so beaten down and unfair and burdened down and broken that you don't even want to go by them. Because if you go by them, it's just too much work. It's the bearing of that burden is too heavy. And uh, you get bogged down and you, many people avoid those kinds of people. That's what happens when people are sometimes grieving or when people are in very difficult situations, health-wise or financially. Others begin to pull away from them because it's just too much work. But a true person who loves um, does not try to make themselves feel better. They reach out because the other person is precious and valuable and God is leading them to do that. Let's talk. Can we talk about this? Just a little bit of practical side of this. Mm-hmm. Say if there's someone that has got so much, they got so much trouble. going on in their lives, trouble. so much trouble, so many problems. They're so yeah. enmeshed that they they require. I mean, it seems like if you're going to love that person and stick with them, 
Mm-hmm. It's going to take a major commitment for okay. one human being. Well, let's just talk about that. Yeah, let's just say yeah. that that relationship is with a, a person you want to be in relationship with in terms of a marriage or uh, a, a spouse or engagement or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Um, the The thing is, you cannot fix that other person by being perfect yourself. You cannot fix that other person by being perfect in terms of what they want you to be. Um, I think so many times we think love is over it's it's overreaching um do not overreach in your desire to be loved by someone else or to help someone else you're you're going to help them you're going to love them and you're going to stand and having done all the stand true to who you are true to who god is in you and not be desperate for them to love you or try to get them to love you or notice you or want you your your worth and your value does not depend on you being wanted by anybody but god and god already wants you you already belong to him. He created you. Specifically, he created you out of his own idea. You know, uh, in the beginning, before the foundation of the world, you and I were chosen, anointed, appointed, brought forth by God as to be part of his family. This is this means that if God knows everything which he does, he knew everything about what's going to happen to you today, tomorrow, and the day you're going to die and all the t- days in between. He knows everything about us and nothing takes him by surprise. So he is already prepared to take care of you in every situation. Mm -hmm. So when we get desperate and need someone else to take care of us so that we can belong and be part of, yes, in our hearts, I know that we need to be in relationships. That's human relationships. That's part of God's plan to be in the church, in the family of God, uh, and and to have families. Uh, But to make that your goal, to overreach to many people in relationships, lose themselves to try to save another person. Mm-hmm. They lose their own sense of truth and value and honor and, and identity. They compromise their identity. They give in so that they will, you know, the other person won't we, reject them. And we think that's, I think that's love. That's not love. That's stupidity. Oh yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> it's not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It is sacrificing, but it's sacrificing on the altar of stupidity mm-hmm. because if you lose yourself, who are you then? You know, mm-hmm. we trade our life to save our life. We give away our life to save our life. That is like stupid. That's not going to happen. That's not going to work. So, so many people are so desperate to get this boyfriend, this girlfriend. You know what? If you have to chase someone, they're not worth having, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like God is going to have to ignite the spark, and then you'll be with the right person. I think many people are panicky, and they rush into a relationship, especially in a uh, marriage type of situation, because they don't want to be alone. They're afraid. So, But mm-hmm. if you knew you were loved by God and the Holy Spirit's in you, you're not, you don't have to be afraid of being alone because you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you're not in that panic mode where I've got to have somebody, you know, be in my life. Because more than likely, and as a matter of fact, getting married is, is probably the most second most difficult thing people ever do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and picking the right mate is, by God's grace, is probably the most imp- second important thing you ever do. Yeah. The first important, most important thing is to know and accept Jesus Christ. Right, right. I mean, really, the discernment. You need to have discernment, great discernment in choosing I mean, and not infatuation. Many people get married because of infatuation, yeah, but, emotion, and and it ends up well. And they ignore the red flags. And I don't know about discernment. I mean, I I love the word discernment. I agree with you completely. But what is discernment, and how do we get discernment, and where does it come from? Actually, it comes from being led by the Holy Spirit. So, how do you do that? By being abiding mm-hmm. in Him. He is mm-hmm. setting up your day, setting up your time, setting up your schedule, setting up your orchestration of who you're going to meet, where and when, and what you're going to say. And if we could just be at peace with that, 
then we don't have to frustrate ourselves with yeah. you know trying us. to make something happen. Right. He'll show us, and he'll he'll you know we'll see the warning signs, and we we need to take heed to those as well as the well. How many people the stop signs know, as well as the go signs? You know that the, this little saying, "Love is blind." Well, that's love not is, love is twenty twenty. Right, because love is blind means that you're not acknowledging the red flags that God is waving in your spirit. And you say, well, yeah, I saw those red flags, but I figured I could fix him, I could control him, I could make him, it would work out. Um, you, better, you better discuss the red flags with that other person before you pursue uh, mm-hmm. live, moving into their castle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if, the, if fear, fear will push you, into try into trying to be something you're not, um, or something mm-hmm. they want, um, or something you think they want. Right. And and you'll never be able to settle. You sell out yourself in order to <laughs> make please them happy. Somebody else. And That's you'll never be happy then because you'll be resentful and bitter because you had to give up yourself to be what they wanted, what you thought they wanted, and now they don't even want that. So now you've given up your life, your identity, your truth to being true mm-hmm. to yourself for nothing. <clears throat> it's 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 a it's a really. Horrible catch twenty two. Yeah, right. Um, so, in in other words, God, God's love for us does not require that we lose our identity or stop being who we really are. Um, uh, you, you know, you can love them. Um, you can really only love someone actually in truth if you are true to who you are, mm-hmm. because otherwise, this is going to be fake and contrived. Um, if you don't love yourself, as we are told in Galatians. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's also in the Gospels. But if you you don't love yourself, um, that there's if if you don't know you're loved by God, that there's no channel, there's no conduit, there's no water coming through the hose, mm-hmm. and so you have to be hooked up to God. Um, and if you're trying to find your happiness in another person or in a certain person, you are still living in the Cinderella happily ever after fairy tale worlds that were created and, and planted, programmed into our minds, even as children. And then we use that as our expectation uh, of, of love. You know, you've got to find the Prince Charming. He's got to have a white horse. He's got to have a lot of money. He's got to be royal. You know, and then you'll live happily ever after. And that is not the way it goes down here. So, um, you know, looking for the love that we, we're lo- many times we're looking for, but we already have it in Christ Jesus. So if we go into Corinthians uh, starting with chapter uh, verse four, um, we 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 read: Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Basically, to love like that, you have to be dead. You have to be dead to yourself. You 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 know who you are in the one side, and on the other side, you're okay with who you are, so you're fine, and you can begin to um, be okay with real love, suffering, long kind, even when kindness is not given in return. Um, you're not expecting things. Your love is not conditional. Okay, I'm going to love you if you're, if you're nice to me. Um, love is steady. It's confident without being arrogant or obnoxious. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to boast. It doesn't have to, you know, hang out a flag and say, I love you and, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm great and you should trust me. And it just, you just be, you just know who you are. Um, Love is steady, confident, without being arrogant, obvious, is well-behaved, is not self-seeking, and does not exploit exploit the situation of another person for personal advantage. 
Mm-hmm. How many times do you see that? We see that in all kinds of crises, major world crises. We see that. There's exploitation. Amid suffering, there's always exploitation. Everywhere. Exploitation, yeah. Well, that's and, cr- and it gets right down into basic human relationships, too. A lot of times there's explo- exploitation. Yeah. The Bible says, uh, oh, no man anything. Take advantage of somebody in their weakness. It, it, oh, no man anything except to love him. Mm-hmm. So we love, it's due. This love for others is due. It's due to them. It's part of a rendering to each man. And you know what? This world that exploits through wars, through intrigue, through schemes, and through scandals. Lies. Through lies. To steal from each one that which is rightfully theirs. This is where injustice comes from. This is where anger comes from. This is where, it's, it, this, this is where love is really challenged. Because it, can I love you if you're pounding nails in my hands like Jesus? Yeah. Can I be willing to lay down my life for you? So it's not self-seeking. It's not selfish. It's selfless. But at the same time, love is um, wise. Love is not antagonistic. It doesn't take personal advantage. It doesn't provoke. It doesn't, it's not abrasive. It's not impatient. It's not overbearing. It's not rude. It's not controlling. It's not pushy. It's not accusatory. How many times are we tempted to do any one of those things, to provoke, to be abrasive, to be defensive, to be impatient, and to throw out ultimatums, um, and to not know what to do? I think a lot of times, well, love is very wise, but we need to know what time it is, too. Love knows what time it is. Is it time now to receive that child back, that prodigal son? Or is it the time to just let him go and yeah. kind of hit the wall? What time is it? Yeah. And, you know, if you're walking in the spirit, you actually don't have to try to figure out all those things because they'll just sort of fall into place, I believe. So many times you think, oh, well, I should give them a call or I should go see them or I should, should, should. And you just don't. You, you blow it off because... Because it, it's it, not it, time it, yet, it, actually. Are we li- Yeah, but the thing is, are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Well, there you, then you'll be moving in the right timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, again, love, we're so... The other problem is God is love, God hates sin, and God hates injustice. And here's our other problem is being part of being built by God, is we hate injustices. We hate things that are not right and not fair. We hate things that are, um, you know... Well, Satan's whole world is set up in an in unjust system, so we're all, uh, lots of times moved to take action. Yeah, because we 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 have to deal with the we see the injustice. How do we respond to the perpetrators of the injustices? Well, the same way that Jesus did, you know, and actually, as he was so he forgave passionate on his and, and compassionate uh, on the cross, forgiving even at that moment, Father, forgive them for, for they know not what they do. He was speaking to all of them, the ones who were pounding the nails and the ones who were provoking him to come down from the cross. And some of them got saved right there. The, the thief on the cross and the soldier uh, who walk, watched in the centurion. Um, but here's the interesting one. Love thinks no evil. Love thinks no evil. What does that mean? Bears all things. Um, uh, it, 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 it thinks no evil. What I believe what this is, is a, it's a very intriguing um, battle or debate that goes on, you know, of course the world sets it up to provoke hate and fear and anxiety through the news, through everything out there we see, through the actions of others, to think evil. But love, in your heart, in your mind, in your, uh, there's a war going on. Satan is trying to persuade you to think evil, um, uh, 
about another person. Let's just take, for example, in a an intimate relationship, in a marriage, in a father, uh, you know, a, a husband, wife, in, in parents and children, these close relationships where Satan wants so desperately to break, 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 mm-hmm. break the relationships, the bonds. What does he do? He puts plants, thoughts, assumptions, presumptions, perceptions, perceptions, perceptions. yep, in the mind of both of them, really. Mm -hmm. And so um, he he begins to bring in these evil intentions, entertaining, causing us to entertain uh, evil intentions, plots, uh, vendettas, um, uh, and these wrong perceptions or projections of the intentions of the other person onto them to vilify them and to um, uh, judge them. For example, um, that I call these, I actually call this uh, projections of intentions to vilify another person, this action, this a- activity as a third person, demonic third person impersonator. Satan has come between two people to put or plant in the mind of the other person false, um, uh, project into their mind false intentions or uh, assumptions presumptions about the other person's intentions or their their motives so for example we're it's a like a lens it's like a filter we begin to see and this happens in marriages a lot as you live with another person for a long time and you run through all kinds of difficulties and you have all kinds of you know um what do you call them disputes <laughs> debates Issues spats whatever, whatever you yeah. call them Eventually, we begin to form uh, through the behaviors and responses and experiences of excuse me, those in- encounters. We begin to a mindset, yeah, an attitude of, of is beginning to develop, form yeah. regarding the other person. For example, in that, and that's in your mind, that's in your heart, that's in your soul, that's in your flesh. He always, he never, he has this problem. He doesn't, you know, understand me. Uh, he, she, I'm using he because I'm a she. Okay. And so, you know, you begin to judge them subconsciously and then out of that judgment and through that filter, Satan is setting up that filter for you to see that other person, not with eyes of love, not with eyes like Jesus. How does Jesus see them? Because what we're seeing a lot of times is the manifestation of their demons or they're they're uh, falling into temptation. We'll, we'll think that the the other person they're out to get us. They're trying to control us. Mm-hmm. All that sort or of. Or they or they can't be depended upon. Or they mm-hmm. they can't make decisions. Or they're um uh, they they go too fast. Or they don't care about me. Or they you know uh, they just think about themselves. What whatever you are tempted to believe about the other person that reduces down to. Fear or condemnation or judgment is Separation. not, yeah, is not from the kingdom of God. There are only two kingdoms. So what if what you're, what you're meditating on and thinking about, if it reduces down to fear, anxiety, destruction, judgment, bitterness, blah, 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 it is from hell. So therefore, you know, it came from hell. It came from the spirit of dis- destruction or hatred or fear. But if what you're thinking about the other person, let's, let's just say you've got this person in your life and they're manifesting horrible behavior. They're selfish. They're controlling. They're belligerent. They're believing they're, um, they're, they're, they're being hauled off by Satan in some horrible, to some horrible stronghold of, uh, identity confusion, gender identity confusion or drugs or, um, bad relationships, bad choices, uh, 
self-destructive behaviors, whatever it is, they're being hauled off into some horrible stronghold of Satan and you see it. Now you have two options. You can either freak and panic or you can declare and pray and stand and believe. But if you, if you get swept into that um, demonic uh, enticement along with them and you freak out, you're going you're gonna to not be able to hold steady, stand and having done all this and continue to believe God for them. Do not uh, cave, capitulate. Do not freak out or panic because when you do that, you're sending them a message of panic, a, ma- a message of fear, terror, despair. You have to continue to stand in love, being kind, knowing the truth, knowing that God's got them, knowing that all things work together for good, knowing that um, God is with them. And in that, and from that perception percep- and, and, and point of view, we begin then to battle for them. Do you understand? Well, the idea is to battle with them, not by, by fighting against them. I, I don't mean that, but I'm saying that you... For you, them. Together. Yeah. yeah. Together in, in battle. Join together in battle. and Even though they may not know they're even fighting the war for their life. Right, right. And basically recognize that Satan, through his lies, through his false perceptions... Has through our, you know, working with our soul, mm-hmm. uh, our mind, will, and emotions, he he's there to drive wedges, divide and conquer. It's and his deceive. big deal. Yeah. And yeah. what God has joined together, let no man separate, let no demon separate. But, you, you know, I don't think people really understand how powerful these lenses and these projections of intention are that we put on the other person. Then we respond to them, react to them according to... Well, our perception is not according to the truth, not according to love, not according to, um, you know, uh, suffering all things. But we don't want to suffer, so we want them to stop doing what they're doing so we don't suffer. But we need to know them. Love knows the other person and is able to see past their shortcomings and their demonic manifestations to see and know uh, and have compassion on the person, no matter how bound and hateful and anxious they are or appear to be. So this love is more power. Love is the most powerful thing in the world. It's it's rare, but it is by far more powerful than fear or hate. But love to to love is it takes much much courage to die and trust God to work all things together for good. And it has to be recognized that it's it's really it's God's love. Okay, it's not our emotional, you know. Feelings, feeling, or it's like you love you. You be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. It's not just you know roses and chocolates and stuff like that. Nothing against that. But what I'm saying is that uh, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all well, things. Love suffers. Love never fails. That's what we're saying, really. Yeah, exactly what Corinthians says. It's, it's courageous. And what I'm saying is that love. First John, if you read that book, that's a book of love, and. And uh, God's love flowing through us. It's God's love. And that's what it is. It's the love of God is shed abroad, for Romans 5. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So it's really for us to love. We have It has to be through the Spirit of God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God who is love. So mm-hmm. it is, it is, it's the love of God. It's not human it's love. Our love. It's, yeah, it's, it's his... the love of God that is being poured out through it, shed abroad the way it's expressed in our hearts. It's, so, like, it's like poured out, shed abroad, spread out, 
through us, so through to, the Holy Spirit. So we kind of to wrap this up, we want to just remember, remember that love bears all things, abide, and, and love abides in the true vine, Jesus Christ, and is sustained in and through it, even in the time of drought or in the time of waiting, waiting for something to happen, waiting for the return. The revelation of love and truth is, is what brings us to peace and freedom. Love endures all things. It does not compromise with a lie. Therefore, it must endure until the truth is known. And that's kind of where we are these days. The, um, the one that loves is free to receive and be loved. So you want to be loved. You want to love. We want to know God's love so that we can love others. Love is not afraid to stand or pray again or lift up the, des- the desperate. Um, or be, Love is not afraid to go out and meet the desperate needs of those around us because we want them to know the truth. That's what truly following Jesus is. Love lives in hope and assurance and knowing that we will not be afraid in the judgment. It endures the relentless trials. And believe you me, every trial against love is relentless because Satan hates it. Um, love never fails. It, 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 it passes its tests. It endures because God has prevailed. His love prevails against all the hosts of wickedness, and we are in him and with him. So, 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Yes, love is here. It's going to stay. It's in us. We'll never leave the earth as long as God is with us. Love knows the truth. We are the truth. We're walking in the truth of Jesus Christ and does not waver under the awful hand of fear because love knows the truth and we know God and God knows us. So, Father, Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your love for us, in us, through us. I just pray that for every one of us uh, here on Rescue Radio, that you know, as we're doing this, Marjorie and I, and all those that are listening or will listen, that there would be an increased revelation of your great love for us and that this love will be just passed on practically, powerfully, persistently to those around us. Yes, and we thank you, Lord, for your truth. Also, just to remind you that I have a new book out called Doing Relationships God's Way, and you can find that on liferecovery.com, the website liferecovery.com in the store. We encourage you to pick up a copy and enjoy it. Now, God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.